Have you had enough of the big name web hosting services that are long on promises, but short on bleeding edge features, uptime and customer service? Or are you just looking for a performance boost for your business's online presence? The answer is Agorist Hosting. Agorist Hosting is the agile web host that offers full concierge service from website redesign, full e-commerce solutions, even custom apps for your Shopify store and more all with security, reliability, redundancy, and privacy at the forefront. Oh, and those bleeding edge features? How about hosting your data in a decentralized system like IPFS, the interplanetary file system? Good luck getting that from those other guys. Agoras Hosting is ready to take your web presence into the future. Head over to agoristhosting.com to get started. That's A-G-O-R-I-S-T hosting.com agoristhosting.com The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast Feed. The Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Sabzu, the rated R radio star, Dr. Brian Sovereign here for another Sovereign Shorts Rounding out the month of January 2023, unbelievable that we've already gotten through January. But let me tell you something that actually made January, in particular, blow by for me. Uh, something I am so fucking tired of hearing about, because, let's just call it, it ain't that original, and it ain't that impressive, is chat GPT. I am so fucking sick of hearing people like every single hell, not even just tech podcasts. Cause you know, the man of tomorrow listens to plenty of tech podcasts and it doesn't matter what the subject is on the tech podcast, but it's moot because even beyond tech podcasts, everybody's fucking talking about chat GPT and holy shit. Does it make me want to do very lewd things in public because I am just tired of it. I want to shock people into just fucking thinking about something else. Um, before I get into a little bit of history, I'm going to calm down <laughs> when I get into the history. Anyway, before I get into a little history about what chat GPT is, I want to just succinctly tell you what chat GPT is. It is, and I did not come up with this. This is from somebody who seems to actually give a shit about chat GPT or think, Oh my God, it's going to fucking change everything. <laughs> AI, thank you. Chat GPT is in the words of this other person who's supportive of chat GPT, by the way, is the ultimate bullshitter. That's what chat GPT is. Okay. Now let's get into a little bit of history. Now that you know what we're talking about, is not actually presenting you with factual information. Okay. So ChatGPT, before we talk about that, comes out of, it is a development by a organization or a laboratory, I guess more particularly, called OpenAI. Now, we have talked about OpenAI on Sovereign Tech. We talked about it when it was initially launched because one of the top names behind OpenAI and Go back to 2015. This is when in December of 2015 is when OpenAI started. Go back to episodes of Sovereign Tech from December 2015 just to show you how fucking ahead of the game 
the show always is. Even then, I hated Elon Musk. Even then, we shit on Elon Musk every single chance we had. Now it's so fucking vogue. That's where it's funny because a year or two ago, everybody's like, oh, I love you, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. I want to drive one of your cars. I want you to come on my face. I want you, I don't know, whatever the people, whoever they were out there wanted them, wanted Elon Musk to do. When I've been telling you this guy is blowing up rockets, not launching them, blowing up rockets. Okay. Making cars that fall apart to say nothing of the damage that the batteries alone do to the fucking environment. I mean, anyway, among plenty of other things, because he was some kind of libertarian goddamn hero. I mean, I can't really rip on like ANCAPs and libertarians anymore because I don't even know if they still exist. I mean, I guess the Mises Institute's still a thing, but I don't know that those, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't really see those people anymore. Um, I think they all became Republicans. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but that's besides the point. They all had, you know, their nice rubbery ones for, for Elon Musk. Not me. Never, ever did I compliment the guy. Even when he was getting compared to the real life Iron Man, the real life Tony Stark, I said, Hey guys, for those of us that actually read comic books like myself, Iron Man's not really a good guy anymore. It's not a, it's actually an apt comparison, but not for the reasons you think. Anyway, so Elon Musk starts open AI. Why? Because, and this is so ironic, because he is concerned about the development of artificial intelligence. And more particularly, he was concerned. I mean, he is concerned about artificial intelligence, which you know, that concern, I guess I would agree with. He's more concerned about AGI, but it seemed like he was more concerned about companies, you know, independently developing and proprietarily developing AI, artificial intelligence. Okay. And so he wanted an organization that, and, and I mean, and there, there's a, I mean, Reed Hoffman was behind open AI, plenty of big names. Microsoft has put billions and now even 10 more billion into open AI, you know, and, and chat GPT is kind of their premier product. Okay. Um, the irony is that as we'll talk about chat GPT, this AI, we need to talk about that too, but this AI is, uh, doing everything that most people were concerned that AI would eventually do, right? AI is going to take my jobs. Well, it's to the point now there's rumors that, uh, you know, like parts of Silicon Valley want to get open or, or want to get chat GPT to the point that it can replace software engineers, which was for many considered the last bastion of job for humanity, right? Well, somebody has got to be there to code and repair the machines. Apparently not. But do I think that's even going to happen? Well, we'll get into that. Okay. So OpenAI has been around for, you know, been around since 2015. Okay. It's only been in the past couple months that, and that's when they publicly released ChatGPT and released to the public really to help develop it. Um, but let, I mean, we'll talk about ChatGPT, but that's only been, you know, more or less getting talked about for the past couple months. The annoying part for me, again, as I said earlier, is everybody's fucking talking about it. It's even getting recommended by uh, 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 people that I work with. Oh, just use ChatGPT to do this. I'm like, well, fuck you. Then fire me and just 
use chat GPT. Okay. Give me the time to do other shit. That's actually important. That's going to improve the human condition. Cause sure as fuck chat GPT is not. All right. We'll talk about where maybe it will, but regardless chat GPT, this stands for what does, what does chat GPT stand for? Stands for chat generative pre-trained transformer. Okay. That that's, that's the full name. Um, the prototype was launched in November of 2022. And again, it was launched really to help develop it. Okay. This is something we've talked about many times. Um, now there's a key about it being launched in 2022. I'll get to that. Okay. But this is something I've talked about a lot where you see these trends on social media, right? We talked about this on sovereign tech years ago, where like, Oh, share a picture of you 10 years ago and then share a picture of you. Now that was all to train quote unquote AI for whatever company, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Okay. So chat GPT, uh, kind of functions. It's, it looks like a search engine, but it's really not. You can ask chat GPT a question similar to what you could do, say on Google DuckDuckGo, which is specifically designed. Actually, it's a search engine designed for you to ask questions. Most people don't know that about DuckDuckGo, even though it's data set is, uh, is just Bing. It's a front end for Bing. Um, with supposed privacy, but anyway, um, so it's, you know, it's designed really to more like if, if you're familiar with Wolfram Alpha or Alpha Wolfram Alpha by, you know, of course made by Stephen Wolfram, um, where, you know, it, but th- there's a difference between these two. Anyway, you can ask, uh, chat GPT, like a question and like, for example, how do I make, um, Hungarian goulash? Okay. Now there's a chance that when you ask it, that it will give you a recipe and it will lay out that recipe in a way that appears to be like a human wrote it. And that's, what's kind of blowing everybody's mind is that the reactions chat GPT gives to you, uh, seem very human. Okay. But while they may seem human, it doesn't mean they're right. Now this is large other than Wolfram Alpha. This is largely true of most query boxes that you find on the internet. Even Google, as we've talked about on sovereign tech years ago, as their own head of search said, Google is not a truth engine. Okay. Neither is chat GPT. Um, I mean, some of the the kind of the side things you can do with chat GPT though, is you can ask it to write you a program. You could say like, uh, I need a resolver for, I don't know, X, whatever, or I need, uh, write me a front end for a password manager or something, and it will spew out code. Now it might not be perfect, but a lot of times the results are admittedly impressive. Okay. But they're usually only impressive after you've cleaned it up. So it's not perfect. Um, a a clear point to make here, this is what I was mentioning, kind of getting at earlier is chat GPT, the data in chat GPT, at least up until I want to say two, three weeks ago, was only up to 2021. So basically if you asked it anything from 2022, it would not have a clue. It wouldn't know. Okay. So it's only like any AI, it's only as good or like any software, any program, it's only as good as the data that goes into it. Right. Shit data in shit data out, you know, great data in or great code, great performance, classic rules in computer science. Okay. Um, but you know, credit where it's due. Some of the things that chat GPT does is impressive is what it does going to get better. Yes, of course it will over time. 
better data, uh, uh, better, better learning through the, you know, the openness of the platform. Um, again, people are already, I mean, Microsoft was so impressed. They already threw another $10 billion at it. The claim is that they are going to be putting it in as a backend for Bing for the search engine Bing. Uh, and this the claim also is again, claim rumor is that Google freaked the fuck out when they learned about this and they're, they feel like they're wildly behind and they're on red alert. Granted, Google's been on red alert over these kinds of developments by competitors many, many times over the years. Okay. But they're freaking the fuck out saying, Oh, we, we got to come out with something better. And I'll tell you as somebody who gets like regular, um, well, so for whatever reason, and it's largely because I've bought pixel devices over the years, which is a fine thing to do. If you're the, in the Android ecosystem, even if you don't keep Google's Android on there and you throw on something like uh, graphene OS or whatever, which I recommend, but regardless, um, I get, like emails because I'm a pixel super fan and it's not an interesting that Google not, but a couple days ago, as of this recording, again, we're at the end of January, 2023 would send out an email that laid out everything, um, that they're doing in AI. Now that's clearly in response to chat GPT and all of the, uh, all the attention that open AI and chat GPT are getting, uh, because they don't want to seem like they are far behind. Now, two points on this one. Okay. Uh, there are like almost every company, major company, every tech giant. Anyway, I would assume some, we know some, we can guess already has technology similar to chat GPT. They've had it forever. It's just proprietary, which is exactly what OpenAI in 2015 was concerned about that. This kind of technology would get developed, uh, you know, in-house would not be open, would not be shareable with the rest of, uh, rest of the kids at the sandbox as it were in Silicon Valley. Um, and you know, everybody was like, was sweating that. Okay. Um, and that's why I say chat GPT isn't anything new, nor is it probably anywhere near as good as stuff that's inside, uh, uh the campus of meta, you know, Facebook, um, and others. I'm sure there's far better out there than what we're seeing with chat GPT. The other point, um, I, I get the sense that Google also has this, even though the, the claim might be that they don't, um, because, you know, and, and we've talked about this many times, like these leaks of leaked documents or leaked memos from these companies, whether it's PayPal, Twitter or whatever, like this is controlled stuff. Okay. Google didn't like let that red alert out. That was them appeasing investors. Okay. And letting people know that they're on it. And I imagine we're going to get some pretty, uh, uh, conventionally keyword conventionally amazing announcements as far as AI goes, um, throughout 2023, particularly from Google, maybe at uh, Google IO, maybe it's something that's going to be part of the pixel tablet in some way that would make sense why they've been so ultimately mysterious about the developments around the pixel tablet, but although other than it's meant to like be a major part of your home, um, you know, all of these things. Now, uh, that said, or those two points made, let's talk about what this actually fucking is. Okay. Because now like this chat GPT is part of a really a, a plethora of AI powered services like that, that have come to four, uh, including ones that do say artwork, right? Like mid journey and some others. Um, you know, th th there's a bunch of these out there. 
what stable diffusion. Um, I mean, go down the list and, you know, and there are analysts who are saying, oh, Microsoft is poised. They are going to bake all of this stuff into Microsoft Word so it can help you write, help you with your work or, you know, with into Microsoft 365, I guess I should say into Office. Right. So that it can help you, you know, with your workflow and practically write shit for you and all this. And look, I can easily get into the doom and gloom of, well, you know, if 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 humans like aren't writing by instinct, they're going to lose the instinct and you know, AI is just going to end up writing everything like what's happening with CNN. Of course, this was announced um, that CNN is letting AI write a lot of articles. Their claim is that it's articles no one wants to write. I think that's bullshit. As somebody who's in PR, which I am like, I, I mean, I've seen I, I've heard it from journalists. I've seen the news. I, I, I know people personally who have gotten fired from their media outlet because AI literally took their job. That is happening right now. Okay. And I could complain right and left about this, you know, and, but I'm actually not going to while art is an inherent, if not the core aspect of being a sapient being of being human. Okay. And it really is like art propels everything. And when I say art, I mean, everything from Moby Dick to Peter North's dick in a porn film to, you know, whatever Van Gogh's, you know, starry night, uh, uh, take your pick of the artwork to Neil Diamond to, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, these are core aspects of being human. It is something that literally clearly if an alien was, if an alien race was looking down upon the earth, what would separate humanity from much of the rest of the animal kingdom, even though humanity is a part of that, what would separate it? It would be art. It is a core part of what we are. Am I worried that AI is going to take that core aspect of the human condition away from us, make us lazy about it or something along those lines? No. No, I'm actually not. Um, I want to, before I get into my conclusion here, because this is meant to be a sovereign short, before I get into my conclusion, I want to make a point. We need to get the fuck away from the word, from the term artificial intelligence. Okay. When we're talking about chat GPT, mid journey, stable diffusion, take your fucking pick of these things. We are not talking about AGI which is artificial general intelligence, which is akin to the most popular, you know, uh, colloquialism Skynet. This is not Skynet, even though it's taking people's jobs and it is, this is not Skynet. Okay. In fact, calling it intelligence chat GPT proves, like I said, what did I say at the beginning? Really? You know, chat GPT doesn't give you facts. It just spews shit out. That sounds human. Okay. Which humans certainly fall prey to that as well. But regardless, Chad GPT is just a great bullshitter. It's the ultimate bullshitter. That's all that it is. Okay. So calling it intelligent is a misnomer calling mid journey and, you know, stable diffusion, which all they do is they mix uh, you know, their, their remixes, everything, even chat GPT, all they're doing it's, it's remixes of human written stuff. Now, or human drawn stuff, created stuff, whatever. Okay. That's all it is. It's all remixes. Is there going to be a point 
where AI is generating its own art? Yes. In fact, it's already done that. I've been at exhibitions. In fact, I was at an exhibition in Paris, France, uh, just a few years ago where it was, the whole room was filled with AI generated art that was not based as I understand it was not based on previous works of art. Okay. So, you know, whatever, like, again, that, that ultimately that doesn't matter, but to be clear, these algorithms, this software is not artificial intelligence. It's artificial bullshit. And if I really wanted to, if I wanted to give it a, a, like a a nice term (laughs) instead of artificial bullshit, even though I think that fits perfectly, I would call it instead of, it could still be AI, but instead of intelligence, it's artificial identification. Okay. That's all that this can do. Mid journey. When you type in Gnostic Darth Vader, it identifies artwork that's already in existence by humans, or that's available as a data set anyway, that fits the term Gnostic and fits Darth Vader. Okay. So if you do that, you're going to end up with something and it's impressive that, wow, like that, that's really clever how it came up with that. But all it did was identify the elements of your query, which was Gnostic Darth Vader. All right. Chat GPT is the same deal. All it's doing is identifying. Now we talked about recently how, you know, uh, NPUs, right? Neural processing units which is a new element of computer of computing devices. Cause it's smartphones, you know, and desktops, laptops, all that, uh, NPUs, my concern around them from a privacy perspective was that they can identify things that computers normally that like that a search function, a local search function on a computer normally did not do. It just indexed file names. Okay. And maybe some data, but it was never about identifying what was actually within say your text file, right? Your doc file, or that was within your, your JPG or your GIF. Now these services like chat GPT, mid journey, et cetera, are about identifying. So really it's not artificial intelligence. It should be called, and I haven't heard anybody else come up with this. I'm not going to say I'm original though. Someone else could have, but really they're just artificial. It's artificial identification, not artificial intelligence. So stop sweating about it being, or that it's going to become Skynet because I don't think it is. In fact, I see two good things coming out of the likes of chat GPT, mid journey and others. Okay. And let me be clear. I've like, I've, I've messed with mid journey and it's really helpful. Okay. And here's the two things. Cause it's really helpful for me say like, I'm not a graphic designer, but I need graphics. Now I have, you know, great friends who are graphic designers, but also, you know, like if I'm going to hire them, I want to respect them and be able to pay them. That's something I can't do right now. So is it helpful for me to use mid journey to create, you know, like artwork for, you know, sovereign, uh, sovereign technica related projects. Absolutely. And that's great because it just needs to be what's considered original, right? That's all it needs to do. I'm, I, I don't need it to be too particular. It's just kind of got to get the point across. I'm not that picky. I mean, I am, I'm particular, but I'm not really like, I'm not that much of a perfectionist. Okay. How about that? Even though I want things to be particular, like I want certain symbolism to be within my work. I want all, you know, varying things. Okay. So, you know, mid journey, things like that can be very helpful with this sort of thing. 
Um, I've, I've yet to use chat GPT for, and I mean, and I'm not even raising like environmental concerns around chat GPT because that is expensive shit to run both resource and genuine like money, three cents a search. That's expensive. Okay. Right now that's expensive compared to Google, which isn't even pennies to do, you know, one search different story anyway. Um, so I can see where this can be helpful in a good enough way. And that, that's really it. Like it's just good enough. Um, and if you, if you need something that's good enough, I think these services again can be ultimately helpful. The beauty of it is, and this has already happened with, is it Gartner? I'm trying to think, or, or Gannett. Anyway, one, one of the images companies out there, (laughs) um, Oh, I I mean, Getty, Getty images. I believe it was Getty images already came out and basically like they're, they're freaking out over mid journey and, and other AI services because they know, and you can see it at points where mid journey will pull from Getty images that are the IP, you know, the intellectual property of Getty images. So Getty images is freaking out about this. Okay. And this is actually one of the wins to come out of this, but it's an inadvertent one. It's not the point. It's not the reason that chat GPT or mid journey exists, but it's going to, it's going to have a great byproduct. And I think that that, and this is prediction on my part, but I think that the great byproduct of it is this is going AI artificial identification, not intelligence, right? It's not intelligent. Artificial identification is going to, or artificial bullshitters are going to eliminate the concept of intellectual property, which really the internet has already done, right? Because you can make copies of intellectual property, even though, I mean, the whole concept is bullshit, but you can, you know, you can already make copies of that with no one losing, you know, with no one being stolen from. Right. Um, and I mean, it's, it's so funny because like NFTs ultimately came and went, it was that last gasp of the legacy system to say, no, no, intellectual property is real. Scarcity is real, you know, in, in the digital economy. And then chat GPT and, you know, stable diffusion and, uh, you know, in mid journey and all of them just say, yeah, no. <laughs> and ultimately people don't care. Right. That, and it's proven by the popularity of these things as much as I can't stand constantly hearing about them. Okay. So when people say that, these services are going to change the world. Um, I don't think it's going to change the world in the, in the way that they think. Okay. I've yet to hear a convincing argument for how they think it's going to change the world. How it is going to change the world is it is eliminating. I mean, very quickly. And I'm so happy about this, even though I don't give a shit about these products or these services. Um, it is eliminating IP at a rate faster than, than any force, you know, I I've seen in history even though the arguments against IP have been around for a hundred years or more. Um, so that's a great thing. Now what's the other great side of this? Okay. This is one I want to be very careful with because I don't want to sound unempathetic, but there are, as I said earlier, a lot of people losing their jobs because of these artificial bullshitters. I mean, artificial identifiers. Okay. There, I mean, and there really are. And ultimately I can already see where my work in PR, you know, uh, and media is at risk, like it's coming and there will be no point 
to me typing out emails. Now, I can make arguments of why I think that that's a bad thing, uh, that the human touch, as Rick Springfield so poignantly put it 40 years ago, uh, is still so key because, you know, I mean, it, it allows for the evolution of language. Okay. Instead of the, 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 the stricture of it, instead of the, the, the stagnation of it, that's really coming from, again, all of these services are only based upon the data set that's out there available. That doesn't genuinely allow for innovation. Okay. Not, not real, not like the, the kind of unicorn quantum leap sort of innovation that we think of normally that humans are capable of. And we are. And if you want an example in fiction of this sort of thing, like I said, we use the science fiction method, you can easily look at the, the culture series by Ian M. Banks and see where AI, you know, in that case, AGI likes to keep humans around because humans do these quantum leaps of innovation that they can't do. And it amuses them and sometimes saves the day. Many times saves the day. Um, anyway, I could make all those arguments in the world, but there's no point to that. Okay. I'm not, not going to go down that road. I don't have to die in that because after a fashion, I want these things to grow in power and use because the other part that's happening is, you know, we, we have, as far as people losing jobs, again, I don't like, I don't like people losing jobs. Okay. I could, you know, I could do a victory lap here saying, ha ha, you know, Amazon's firing people. Google's firing 200,000 people. Microsoft's ditching a bunch of people, whatever I, you know, and say, yeah, Silicon Valley, the bubble's popping baby. And they're taking every move that they can to keep it from, from being, you know, uh, Dresden after the bombing. Right. I could do my victory lap on that because that's another shot I've called for years, but I don't, I, I don't take joy in people, you know, losing their jobs and families, you know, going hungry and whatever else that like, I take no joy in that, but there is, you know, throughout much of the 20th century parts of the 19th, I suppose. Okay. There has been a system getting built up that has been frankly, artificially propped up creating entire market verticals that have nothing to do ultimately with human happiness and human flourishing. And you can't have one without the other. Not really. Okay. Um, and I mean, if you want to go to the works of David Graybeer and some others, you know, on, on, on these sorts of subjects, you certainly can. Okay. Or even look at like the work of James Rifkin and some others. But I think these serve AI, Okay. Artificial bullshitters or artificial identifiers are wiping out what are ultimately bullshit jobs. Yeah. So you're bringing in the artificial bullshitters to do the bullshit jobs. And while I don't like people, you know, being poor, I sure as fuck don't like it. Okay. I don't like people losing jobs. I don't like people going hungry in all of this. Okay. Uh, they're, Civilization as it stands needs a massive reassessment. And this is also, as much as it's getting rid of intellectual property quickly, I think it is also going to cause that massive reassessment in what it means to be human, what it means to congregate, uh, you know, as a species and what's actually of value and what brings like what really enriches a person throughout the day. 
instead of doing just this nonsense work for eight to 12 hours or more a day. So I think that artificial bullshitters are doing just that. They're calling out the bullshit that humans have been doing for way too long. And in the end, like, is this just, you know, are we going to end up with the Butlerian Jihad, right? Is this going to be, is this going to be Dune? No, <laughs> the machines are not going to take over because what's going to happen is humans are going to have a realization of what, you know, actually makes them happy, what actually allows them to flourish and benefits them. And then they're just probably not going to care anymore. That might take a little while to get to that point. There's going to be, there's going to be some dark times that we're going to go through. Okay. But I think in the end, like I always say, I am a short-term pessimist and a long-term optimist in the long term, I think this is going to free people up to realize what actually matters and what work is actually worthwhile. So those are my thoughts on it. And so I say as much as I can't stand hearing about it, like I said at the beginning, let it rip, baby. Go ahead. Do your worst. Because we'll all figure out how to survive without doing this bullshit. And we'll move forward. And eventually people will call out the nonsense and say, wait, why were we doing that in the first place? <laughs> why did we give a rat's fucking ass about these software companies and the software itself? Right on. I look forward to that as somebody who is in many ways, a fan of tech, not all the tech that we have today, but someone who is ultimately, a I like computers. Okay. Especially when computers are only do what we tell them to do. I am a fan. I am not some Luddite here, but it is high time that human beings start acting like human beings and not staring at screens all fucking day long to do this bullshit. So there are my thoughts on, uh, the recent rise, not rise of the machines. This is in Terminator three, <laughs> but the rise of artificial identifiers, the rise of artificial bullshitters. And Hey, the future is actually looking a little bit better right now. I'll see all of you whoo, on the other side. Science, outer space, psychology, book and movie recommendations, fiction from the sovereign universe, travels to points of mystery and the unexplained, and even spirituality? All of that can only mean one thing. The Sovereign Technica Newsletter by me, Ellen Sovereign, along with some stuff by that crazy man I call my husband, Dr. Brian Sovereign. It's the latest tool in your self-directed education, the education that really matters. If you want to cut through the crap of mainstream media ass clowns, sign up for the Sovereign Technica Newsletter right now at sovereign.substack.com. That's S-O-V-R-Y-N dot substack dot com. 
the Sovereign Technica newsletter. Welcome to the future.